What's going on in the copywriting culture? Boy Loso 2.0, the copy guy himself. And today, I'm going to talk about setting yourself up for success, right? For starters, I'm going to make this stuff simple. Now, just because something is simple does not mean that it's going to be easy. But I am going to say some simple things or simple tasks in here in order for you to have some type of direction in order to get things done. Okay, so like I said, I'm gonna make it as simple as I can. Okay, but there is obviously there's just because simple is not easy, right? So it's gonna be some type of level of difficulty to it. Um, but if you pay attention to this episode, what you will find is you will find yourself with some tools. And what are tools used for? Tools are used to fix things, right? So these are literally here to help you break those bad habits and to utilize these tools in a step-by-step guide in order to change bad habits. And I'm going to tell you examples, and I'm going to use a couple different examples in this one, right? In this episode, because that's what I like to do. I like to use stories in order to obviously motivate you in order to understand the different patterns and how to break the different patterns, okay? So like I said, it's it's not going to be me just throwing some stuff up into the air. And, you know, like I, I, one thing I hate about, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you do. Right. Is I hate when people are telling me, OK, you don't here's just something you just need to do this. OK, you need to do this. You need to do that. All right. First of all, show me. All right. If you can't show me, at least build me a step by step guide. I need something that I can use. I don't just need you telling me what I need to and what I don't need to do. I need you actually giving me something that I can use in order to grow, in order to be more effective. Right. And that's what it's all about. Right. Trying to find different ways to be more effective, different ways to, you know, basically show your success or, you know, grow your success and become more successful. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about becoming better than yesterday. And that's what this you know, you know what this podcast is about, right? This is not a podcast for ordinary people. I say it all the time. This is a podcast for extraordinary people, extra ordinary or, you know, extraordinary. You know what I mean? It's funny that this two, you know, the separated, they sound different, but together it's a lot different. So you're going to use these steps in here in this episode in order to break your bad patterns, right? So I'm going to start off by saying we always make it hard to be successful, it's like something in us that we just always got to make life. Hard. I don't understand that. Right. And it's funny. My coach used to tell me this when I was, you know, just getting the basketball. Hey, man, Carl, sometimes you make the game hard on yourself. I'm how like you don't let it come to you. Right. You don't make it easy for yourself. And that's what that's really what separates these successful people from unsuccessful people. It's about making ourselves making everything easy for ourselves. OK. And setting yourself up for success. So that you don't have to worry about, you know, stuff like that. Right. So in the perfect thing I could think of is cheating. Right. So cheating is one of the, you know, obviously a very bad thing that you can do in a relationship. One of the worst, honestly. Okay. so cheating is about opportunity. Hear me out. Cheating is about opportunity because you anybody could be a cheater. Okay. anybody could be a cheater. I know I'm not. Because, you know, obviously, I work on my side and I tell myself I'm not. But anybody could be a cheater because it's about putting yourself in opportunity, right? So l- let me throw some examples, right? For you, King, right? Let's say you are, you know what I mean, King? You're literally hanging out with a bunch of guys who, for one, don't value relationship or, you know, your relationship with your girlfriend. They also um, cheat themselves. And then you're also alcohols involved. 
you're at a, not like a party party, but you're at maybe like a kickback or some girl's room or something like that. Like, or you're at a hotel party or something. Like, you're putting yourself in this situation to cheat because you're doing all this stuff. Now, you don't have the willpower. If you don't even have the willpower yourself, so first of all, having a strong willpower is only take you so far. I know personally myself, I have a strong willpower. Plus, also hang out with friends who I know would not allow me to do something like that. Plus, also myself, I work on my mental health enough that I know that, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm just smart enough not to put myself in situations like that, right? You got to make it easier on yourself because if you don't, you're going to end up being a cheater. It's just really, it's just how the world works, right? And it's like, you're in the wrong place, wrong time. So, you you know, don't hang out with those. First of all, you shouldn't hang out with friends who don't value the relationship that you have with your significant other. That's the first thing I had to say. Secondly, though, it's like, just don't put yourself in these dumb situations, all right? If you know that you're... Not, not even that. If you know you have a problem with alcohol, maybe you overuse alcohol, whatever, don't put yourself in that situation. All right. So that's what it's about, too. Like, for example, if I know I'm going to now in a positive note, like if I know I'm going to the gym the next morning, get my gym bag ready the night before and put it out front. I'm setting myself up for success because I, I know. OK, now all I gotta do is wake up and grab my gym bag. You know, what I mean, if I know I need to focus, you need to, you know, for example, with me, right, like I know I need uh some time, the first hour a day needs to be sending my stuff out, right? Which I haven't been as um, adamant with or haven't been as um, it locked in with it as I should be. But that's what I'm doing now. Like, I'm not being, I haven't been as locked in as I should be. But that's what I'm doing now, right? It's like I'm, I'm literally doing, getting back into my habits and stuff. That's why I come to a work an hour early. I get to sit in here in an office and I get to literally give you guys my st- stuff before I have to go out there and start working. So I can, you know, basically get paid to work on my dreams, right? So that's what I want to say. But then let's say don't cheat on yourself. That's really what it's about. Don't cheat on yourself and set yourself up for success. There's going to be three steps in order to break these patterns, right? Step one, decide what you want. Decide in life what it is that you truly want. Decide. Decision. You have to be decisive in life. You can't be uh, what, as uh, Napoleon Hill calls them, drifters. A drifter doesn't know what they really want in life. They're kind of just going through the flow of life, um, with, you know, as a fit, like a dead fish in the water. They're just going through life. They really don't know, like I said, what's really going on in life. They don't know what there is the, uh, what life has to offer. They're just kind of just doing their thing. They don't have no focus or anything. Because remember, focus is where majority of your energy is. When you focus on things, that's when you, you know, succeed. It's because you literally put your energy into stuff. You put that emotional intensity into it. Okay? So, that's first of all. Decide what you want. Number two is leverage yourself. So, one example that I said with leveraging myself was, like I said, I like to put the bag out there in the morning. Now, I'm going to talk to you about a drill that I've been doing basketball-wise that's been helping me. Well, recently, also had to get back into it. Because remember, I told you guys I've been having that good month where I've just been aggressive with basketball. But it's been helping me with everything else, too, as well. Right? And I was like, you know, I'm going to get myself in shape. Maybe I'll try. I'm going to just, like, work out for a year, try out for a pro team or something. Like, just just do it. You know what I mean? Just because I want another thing checked off my list of things I just want to do. All right? So, deleveraging myself, right? The drill that we do, right, when I do with my um, with my morning routine and stuff like that, when I wake up before work, only takes 30 to 45 minutes tops in order to get a really good, decent workout in. But basically, the drill is basically you um, throw, you throw the ball out to yourself. Put a, Well, I put a minute 30 on the time. Throw the ball at myself. Go to the corner. Shoot him in range. I do this for threes, too, though. But let's say mid-range first. So, I remember range first after I warm up and all that. And do my form shooting. But... 
So first corner, then I go to the wing, get my well, I get my own rebound, go to the wing, shoot it. I gotta make 10 in one minute and 30 seconds. If I don't make the 10 in one minute and 30 seconds, I have a down and back. I gotta finish both legs. If I miss the layups, I got 10 push-ups. Or if I miss each layup I miss, I got 10 push-ups accumulated. Now when I'm doing the drill, if I airball, I gotta make uh, I gotta finish the drill out. Um and then I got a down and back, I got a suicide, and I got a minute burpees. Then after my down and back, or after I finish the drill, whether I make 10, or I don't make 10, or I error, but whatever happens, after I get done my running, I go to the free throw line now, and I got to make two free throws in a row. And this is before I get a drink of water. I got to make two free throws in a row. If I make two in a row, I get to get a drink of water before and go on to the next drill. If I don't make two in a row, I got to keep doing down and backs until I make two in a row. And then after that, I get a drink of water. So there's a couple things that this drill does, right? Now, I'm not even talking about from a basketball perspective. I'm talking about from the leveraging perspective, right? Change is driven by motivation. What is motivating you to move on? Now, with the drill with me, right, it's getting getting done, the drill, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, like this is the longest minute in 30 seconds ever. But it's also getting to that water. It's freaking 80 degrees outside in the morning. I'm dead. Then when it's, I'm in a gym, I'm soaking like wet pause i'm literally just like drip like i'm really like like freaking just sweating hard as heck trying to get some water throat dry lips crusty whatever trying to get some water but i gotta make my free throws in order to get the water game time situations right you're moving at game speed shooting game stuff second thing is right is it's creating a sense of urgency you have a minute and 30 seconds to make 10 shots so you have to shoot at game speed. You got to sprint. You got to go get your rebound go get your rebound stuff like that now that's what it now if you think about it that's exactly what it you know what i mean with your goals, right? So like I said, with your goals, what's your motivation? What What is your reason why? The second thing is like from a, you know, actual goals perspective is create a sense of urgency. You know what I mean? Why are you making, yes, you're making your goals. Um, You know, you want to, you under, you don't want to underestimate what you can do in a decade, but you also want to do it like you turn that, de- change that decade goal into like a five-year goal or into a year goal. And then giant goals produce giant motivation. You don't know how you're going to achieve it, but then you're going to start putting in the work in order to achieve the things because you were like, yo, like, dang, I got a sense of urgency. I got to do it now. The third thing is that you get past your pain threshold. So there's a certain threshold of pain that you just can't, you feel like you can't push past. And that's what makes me with the drill, right? You don't think you can make 10 in one minute and 30 seconds. Then you're like, oh, snap, I made 10 in one minute and 30 seconds. That's amazing. That's literally crazy. I made 10 in one minute and 30 seconds. You don't even think about that. But it's like you literally did that. So you get past that threshold that you thought you could have. When you have giant goals, you produce giant motivation. It's the same thing with your goals. Like you you have a goal that's so high, so like big, you don't even know how you're going to achieve it. You didn't know how you can achieve it, but you end up achieving it anyway. You got past your pain threshold. Because at the end of the day, we know intrinsic pain is the greatest motivation. It's not even about the physical pain. With me, when I first started doing drill, when I was like 10th grade or whatever, before I stopped playing basketball, it was me getting cut from the basketball team. What is the pain that you're trying to avoid? People run away from pain more than they try to get to pleasure. And then you got to think about yourself, right? How this will preserve your inner identity. If you're your business, you're your, you're your business, you're your brand. So whatever it is that you do, that's you. So if you don't do this, are you literally losing your identity? Think, what will it cost you if you don't do it? You got to think about it. What will it cost you if you don't do it? It has to be something you have to think about, like, from a deeper level. What will it cost you? Will it cost you your marriage? You know what I mean? Maybe some. Like, if you think, all right, me not taking out the trash 
it's going to cost my marriage. You'll think twice before not taking out the trash. You feel me? You got to think about what it won't cost, what it's going to cost you. Then you got to think about what will you gain for doing it. Remember, people move away from pain, but go towards pleasure. But you, but pain, they do it more though for pain. And then the last step is to interrupt that limiting pattern, right? Whenever you feel yourself doing, you have to immediately stop yourself. So it's the same thing with this, right? Whenever I had that, um, you, you do too much, something so much, you start hating it. I don't want to run. So the goal is to make as many shots as possible so I don't have to run. Even though I'm still running, going from the corner to the, to the uh, elbow, that's still quick stuff. That's still quick runs, but I don't want to run. So since I don't want to run, the only, the only choice is to freaking make as many shots as possible and knock my shots down. So I don't have to run. And interrupt that limited pattern. So the three steps, remember, decide what you want, leverage yourself, interrupt limit, limiting patterns, and you will change anything that you want in your life. And I just want you guys to keep killing a day. And just remember, you pray for marketing like this. Copy God out.